Good evening, folks, and welcome to another edition of the How Do You Do Review here on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg, on Bell MTS Channel 713 here in Churchill, Manitoba, and hello to our good friends out there in St. John's, Newfoundland, listening on CHMR 93.5 FM. We've got a pretty cool program lined up for you this week. Unless you've never watched television in the last 40 years or so, chances are you'll know my guest today. We've got Peter Mansbridge on the show coming up a little later, and we'll talk to him about his time here in Churchill and how he infamously got his start in broadcasting just down the road from town here at CHFC Radio in Fort Churchill. But first, speaking of CHFC Radio, that was the fully-fledged CBC station here back in the day when Fort Churchill was still around and full of people and soldiers alike, and the town of Churchill was a lot bigger back then too, so there was always an abundance of local programming. One such program originated out of Fort Churchill featuring Wolf Cook and the Rhythm Makers, and it was called Cook and Country, and it was broadcast in all the northern CBC stations across Canada via the CBC Northern Service. Wolf Cook was no stranger to the radio, as he'd been on CJOB in Winnipeg during the early 50s as part of the Western Hour, and the legend goes that during that show, there was a King of the Saddle contest for local singers and musicians to showcase their talents, and the listeners would mail in their ballots for the winner. Well, Wolf Cook won every week, so they decided that he should just be a part of the show full-time. He moved to Churchill not long after, and got a group of musicians together who eventually, after years and years, called themselves the Rhythm Makers. That was Joe Delarond and the late DeMille's twins, Bobby and Danny, and I used to love talking to Bobby about his music playing days back then, and boy did Churchill ever sound like a happening place. So... We're going to start the show with a bit of the first volume, originally broadcast on CBC Radio CHFC Fort Churchill in 1968. Here's Cook and Country. From CBC Fort Churchill, it's Cook and Country. Again, from our Northern Service Studios in Fort Churchill, we're pleased to present another quarter hour of Cookin' Country, featuring the country sound of Wilf Cook and the Rhythm Airs, Joe Delron, plus Bob and Danny, the DeMille Twins. Hello again, I'm Don Lane, and each Monday and Friday at this time, we bring you the fine country music sound of Wilf Cook and the Boys, and today is no exception. And Wilf has informed me that today's program is going to be dedicated to the sound of the late, great Hank Williams. To open today's program, here's Wilf, and I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Face and cry. 
Did you ever see a robin weep when leaves begin to die? That means he's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome I could cry. The silence of a falling star lights up a purple sky. And as I wonder where you are, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Handling the vocal on I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. As we mentioned at the start of the program, we're playing the music of the late, great Hank Williams on this afternoon's program. And Hank Williams is one name that, whenever it's mentioned, immediately people think of the world of country music. But I don't know how many people do realize at what a young age Hank Williams died. Born in Alabama in September of 1923, he died on New Year's Day in an auto accident in 1953 before he had even reached his 30th birthday. Back to Wilf Cook and the boys now. Here's a house without love. Hour of parting, 
Another of the many great Hank Williams tunes, A House Without Love. A reminder, you're listening to Cook and Country from CBC and Fort Churchill, featuring the music of Wilf Cook and the Rhythm Makers, and in the group, Joe Delrond on steel guitar, Danny DeMille on the banjo, twin brother Bob on the rhythm guitar. And you know, every program I mention the DeMille twins, Bob on rhythm, Danny on the banjo, and one of these noon hours, they're going to switch instruments and I'll be lost because I won't know which one is which. As we mentioned, we're playing today's program featuring the music that's normally connected with the late great Hank Williams, and here's another entitled The Lost Highway. I'm a rolling stone All alone and lost For a life of the vocal backed up by the rhythm makers the story of the lost highway on today's edition of cook and country i think we have time for one more in our tribute to the music of the late hank williams one of the very familiar tunes wilf sings there'll be no teardrops tonight i'll pretend Free from sorrow Make believe That wrong is right Your wedding 
this force made If you only want to hurt me Then there'll be no teardrops tonight I believe that you still love me when you wear your veil of white but you think that you're above me but there'll be Shame, oh shame, for what you're doing, either arms will hold you tight, you don't care whose life you ruin, but there'll be the rhythm makers there'll be no teardrops tonight on today's program we've been featuring the music of the late and great hank williams but that old clock on the wall says that's it for today on cook and country It's a segment of the Cook and Country show, originally broadcast in 1968 on the CBC Northern Service and produced just down the road from town here in Old Fort Churchill at the CHFC Radio Studios in Camp. And I'd like to welcome someone to the program who was also originally broadcast out of Fort Churchill around 1968 from his home in Stratford, Ontario. We've reached Peter Mansbridge. Thanks for doing this for us, Peter. Hey, Joe. It's a pleasure. It's a real treat to be there. Awesome. Um now, everyone has their own unique Churchill origin story, so what's yours? How did you end up in Churchill? Well, I was working for Transair, which you're an airline guy, Joe, so you'll you'll remember the name of that airline. It doesn't exist anymore, but at the time it was a big deal, especially in Manitoba and northwest Ontario, Saskatchewan, and then, of course, further north. Um, and they sent me to uh, Churchill in the summer of 68, and I was supposed to go there for two weeks to fill in for a guy who was on the holidays. He never came back. <laughs> so I stayed. And, uh, hey, I was lucky that I stayed because everything kind of played out for me. I was doing everything for Transair. You know, I was selling tickets at the counter. I was loading bags. Uh, you know, I was trying to get, uh, you know, infrequent uh, flyers coming into Churchill to uh, get their gas contracts. So, you know, I, I, I did a lot of stuff, but that's how I landed in Churchill and worked at the, the old airport uh, hangar, which is no longer there, I don't think. Yeah. And, uh, and, and had a great time, loved it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, so did, you live, did you live in camp or were you living in town? 
was living at the uh, Churchill Hotel. Um, I, I eventually moved into camp when I when I took a full time job at the CBC because I had access to uh, to Fort Churchill. Uh, but in terms of uh, uh, the, the initial year, I lived in in the old Churchill Hotel because I won uh, I think about six or eight months of uh, access to a room in the Churchill Hotel in a poker game. <laughs> and uh, and I thought, hey, this is great. You know, no living expenses for six or eight months, but it was a tiny little room, uh, no bathroom. You had to, you, there was a common kind of washroom for everybody who was on that floor, and you had to kind of fight to get in there in the morning. Um, but it, the room was immediately above where I think it was Wilf and his band were playing uh, quite a few nights a week downstairs in the Churchill Hotel and they you know they had a good selection of music but the one they used to play all the time was on the wings of a snow white dove and I, man I can still hear that banging in my head even today all these years later uh, because it kept me up more than a few nights oh for sure well you know um, the late Bobby DeMills he was one of the uh, one of the rhythm makers and I used to go for uh, for tea with him every uh, every afternoon and we had mentioned he had mentioned that that was one of the songs that he would probably he could probably sing in his sleep you know like that one they practiced over and over again so so yeah <laughs> so you can attest to that for sure that the that they pounded the uh, uh pounded the crap out of that song that's for sure oh goodness that's funny um so uh so what was life like in churchill back then like you were 19 when you moved up there or here 19 when i got to to churchill and um yeah, listen, for a young guy who was, you know, living away from home, I hadn't finished high school, I'd kind of left home early, home had been in Ottawa, I lived out on the West Coast, I was in the Navy for a little bit, and eventually through a series of different things, I ended up in, in Churchill, and it was, you know, a pretty exciting, I don't know, frontier town, if you want to call it that, it had, you know, the, 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 it was a very mixed society, you know, you had... You had the camp, you had Fort Churchill, you had Kudlik, you had Dene Village, which was not far from Kudlik, and then you had downtown, which was separated uh, through the different areas that uh, the, the Churchill proper was was had. So, um, you know, there were all these kind of different areas, uh, and, and as a result, different cultures, different uh, practices. Um, Fort Churchill camp, as you call it, was, was kind of... Well, you know, it was more formal. There was mm -hmm. the Aurora Club and the Borealis Club, which were holdovers from the, the Armed Forces days. Uh, and in downtown, you had the Hudson Hotel and the Churchill Hotel, where there was a little more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have called it formal. A, a little less formal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. So... Anyway, I, you know, it was fun, and 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 I had you know an active nightlife as a result, until I ended up working at, at the CBC as well. I worked in the, in the evenings doing the the late night uh, kind of music show, and um, and worked during the day at, at Transair. So at that point, I was working, you know, a lot, 16, 18 hours a day. Not for very much. I mean, with Transair, the monthly salary when I got there was like two hundred bucks a month. <laughs> so it's a good and thing you had your room taken care of. Yes, yeah, so for the first day, right? Yeah, but uh, you know, it was a long time ago, so obviously salaries were different. But uh, having 
the two jobs made things a, a little more interesting. Yeah, for sure. So that was actually going to be one of my questions. So like, uh, how long did you last doing Transair and CBC together? Uh, about a year. Yeah, it was a year. I started, uh, you know, a, a Transair in the in the summer, and then somebody heard my voice over the PA system at the airport in, in, in Churchill, and it, it, somebody, it was the manager of the station, and he was trying to find, there were no Joe Stowers hanging around in those days, <laughs> he was trying to find somebody who'd work the late night shift, and he couldn't, he literally could not get anybody to do the job. So he heard me, he heard my voice, and he came over to me in the airport, in the terminal building, he said, hey, you know, have you ever thought about getting into radio? And I said, no, never. And he said, well, look, I need somebody to do the late night record show. Would you be interested? And I started the next night. And it was, that's how it started for me at the CBC. Um, and then, you know, it worked my way up. But within a year, uh, they offered me a full-time job. And that's at the point at which I left Transair, which wasn't easy to do. I loved working for Transair. I love airports, just like you do, Joe. Yep. And you know, I, I, I loved that whole vibe. And, uh, but hey, I decided, Hey, this is, this is an opportunity I can't pass up. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a good, good thing as it turned out. All right. You know, I may still be there loading bags and whatever <laughs> airline is, uh, is operating out of Churchill now. Yeah. You might be chucking bags for calm air these days. Yeah. You never know. That's right. Exactly. Um, so, do you let, let's go back just kind of like to the beginning when you started do you remember much from those first uh, couple days uh doing the the late night program on cbc yeah i was really nervous i you know i'm not, I'm not very good on music um and and so i was kind of faking it um but you were all alone right um there there was nobody else in the station so you had to you know you, you queued up the records and you learned to kind of back talk and backspace over the music before the, the you know the vocals started, and uh, and you learn to banter a little bit. And fortunately, there are no no tapes exist in those days <laughs> because I don't know whether I'd want to be listening to uh, what I sounded like back then. But uh, but it was fun. There was a great cast of people there: Ron Siegel and Shady Lane and Whitney Richardson and a bunch of people who you're some of your really older listeners like me uh, would remember. And we had, there was great camaraderie in the place, Jimmy Arvelock, Peter Ernick, a couple of Inuit broadcasters. Um, so, you know, there were, there was uh, good times were had by all of us. Yeah. And so uh, this is before, you know, Telsat and, and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. so what was that operation like um, not having any, anything live? Um, you had mentioned, uh, when we were talking earlier, that a lot of these programs were sent up by by train. Yeah, but the TV programs. Oh, for the TV were programs, yeah. Sent up by train. We we had a line direct to Winnipeg, uh, so we had the the feed from uh, you know CBC Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Which also included the Toronto feed. So in the evening, up until eleven o'clock, it was all network stuff except for station breaks, where you'd come on and talk about you know how cold it was. Gotcha. For Thirty five seconds, and then and then you'd. <laughs> on with the, the network feed um but you know the, you're right about satellites and stuff i mean you looked up in the sky all you saw was stars and the aurora borealis you didn't you didn't see anything else um and then then satellites started not long after that and that's you know how we live now in terms of uh you know in churchill you're as connected as i am here right you can get it, anything we didn't have that luxury uh, back yeah then. 
And you listen, you, I listened to the shortwave. And when I started a newscast, there was not a newscast in Churchill uh, when I was there. And I, so I started one and I right. had no idea what I was doing. And so I'd listen to the shortwave uh, and, the, you know, some of the, the CBC stuff to get a sense of how they put a newscast together. Uh, how they wrote, how they talked, um, you know, how they did interviews. Uh, I, and I'd listen, I'd, I'd lie on the floor at the station for hours after I signed off listening to these programs from all over the world to get to, it was the way I was, you know, I learned. I was, I was self-taught until I moved to Winnipeg in, uh, you know, in 71 and started getting into the formal CBC kind of training program. Uh, that right. So, so when did you, when did you realize, uh, that, Hey, this is something a, that I think I'm pretty good at. And, and, and two, um, Hey, I think I might want to do this for a living. Like, like when did that happen kind of right away? Did it take a little while or yeah. I guess about the morning after I started, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I I'd lit a, up to that point, and I was, you know, nineteen, coming on twenty, and I'd lived, a, you know, a life of a degree of privilege, um, and you know, I've never had to worry about anything. And by the time I was that age, I started figuring, you know, at some point, Peter, you know, you're gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with your life. I had no university degree, I had no high school degree, um, and this opportunity to come along. They'd never asked me, you know, this is the CBC hiring practices of the sixties. They never asked me a question about anything. All they cared about was that I could talk. And, uh, and so I thought you've got to make good out of this and not only you've got to make good, but Hey, it's fun, you know, just sort of talking. I didn't understand music. That's for sure. But I enjoy kind of talking, you know, in the fill between, you know, the records. And, um, and so I, I took that plus my natural, um, inquisitive nature surrounding current events and news. And I put it into a, a newscast. So I, I can tell you that there were the er, days early in that time in Churchill where I said to myself, I'd never have said it to anybody else, but I said to myself, one day I want to be the host of the national. I'd never been on television. I didn't know much about journalism. So I thought, if I apply myself, I really work hard at this, I can get there. And I set goals for myself. You know, you got to be here by within, you know, three years, you got to be here within five, 10, whatever. Now, I didn't make many of those goals in terms of time, but I made them all in terms of actually getting there. And sure enough, you know, it was 68 when I started in Churchill, it was 88 when I took over the national. So it was, you know, kind of dream come true yeah well just from uh just like you said you know like the 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 day after your first uh your first radio show you were like well i think uh i think this might be it so that is that's super awesome um and you you hosted the national right up until uh july 1st 2017 i believe was the date yeah that's right we remember that that's for sure you're still still a popular fellow we still we still call you one of our own here you know, well, and I'm proud to be called that. That's... And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I, I had hoped as you know, Joe, cause I, I tried to track you down. It was, uh, and did track you down, but I was thinking of coming to Churchill and doing a show 
in my you know final months and and doing it from the old hangar problem was the old hangar was gone yeah yeah <laughs> and and it, then, it took me a while to figure that one out too because i yeah. the, the, the hangar was gone i think maybe even before before my family got here i moved here when i was five my folks moved uh from uh southern manitoba by way of southern ontario in 1987 so that's when i showed right. up and uh yeah so i i don't remember much about uh, like camp was obviously torn down by then everything i know about uh, about fort churchill i'm hearing from folks like you folks like you know bobby demills all these people that used to live here sure. during that uh during that crazy time so um right. so after 2017 what did you uh what did you get up to like i mean i see now i mean you're you've got uh you've got a daily a daily show on um sirius xm uh it's a podcast as yeah. well um, when did you feel like you, you wanted to start doing that? Did you take a little break after 2017 before oh, yeah. you started? No, no, I, I, so the, you know, when I uh, told the CBC I wanted to step down, they asked me to stay a couple of extra years, so I did that. But by 2017, it was really, you know, it was, I, was, I was almost uh, 70, and so I, I said, i got to get out of here. Uh, but they said, well, we want you to still do a couple of big documentaries a year. So I signed a deal to do two one-hour documentaries a year uh, for the CBC. So I thought that's going to be enough. I'll do that. I'm sitting, you know, I'm on a, four or five different boards. Um, I give speeches, so I have enough to do. And then my son, um, who's at University of Toronto, was starting to bug me about, you know, you should really do a podcast. It's kind of the thing these days and I go I don't understand that I don't you know I don't want to be like going back to CHFC and Churchill because I'd have to do all the controls and everything myself and so but he convinced me why don't you just at least do it for the election in 2019 so I said okay that's all right so you know 35 days we can we can do a podcast so I did that and quite enjoyed it but uh, that was basically enough I did the odd one and once a week or so uh, after that and then the pandemic hit and i thought you know what i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it nightly thinking you know it's only gonna last six weeks right <laughs> so i i started that in uh in march of last year and it kind of took off it got a you know fairly significant listenership and a number of different organizations wanted to purchase the distribution rights. So I let them kind of fight it out and ended up work, working with Sirius XM, uh, which is a great operation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not the CBC. It's nowhere near as big as that, although its footprint is huge, as you as you know, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the selection you can get on there. Uh, but I started doing uh, work for them, and, and, and so I do that as well now. I do my daily podcast. I do a weekly one with... Chantal Hebert and, uh, and Bruce Anderson, and I do the odd major interview, and people want to be on there with me. And just, you know, this week we had uh, Justin Trudeau was on for an hour, and um, and it was great. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. Good stuff. And then uh, obviously you're, uh, you're, you're checking out your Leafs and, uh, and your Raptors too, I assume? Yes. Yeah, it's a tough day for the Raptors because it's the trade deadline day, and you know, we've already lost one guy, Norm Powell, as we're doing this thing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and Kyle Lowry may be, uh, may be the next to go, I don't know. Um, 
but they're having a difficult year, although they had a great game last night. Uh, they played Denver and, uh, and won the game. Um, but uh, the Leafs, you know, I'm a Leafs fan and a Jets fan. I, you know, I, I was living in Winnipeg during the, uh, when the Jets were born. Right. And so I remember those great days with Bobby Hull and Ulf Nielsen and Andrew Sedberg, which was an incredible line. And uh, we used to go to a lot of those games. And it, it was a fun time. And so then they were gone. And I, so I transferred to my hometown, you know, my, my childhood team which was back to the Leafs and I'm still there although I keep an eye on the Jets and hey who knows they could these two teams could end up I think what they're tied for first place right now as we do this and uh, you know they could end up very much in the in the final for the North Division which would be which would be fun it'd be a heck of a series boy would it ever what do you think of this North Division I kind of like it you know I listen I, I grew up in the era of the 16 NHL. Right. Where you literally knew every player on every team, whether it's, you know, the Wings, the Rangers, the Bruins, the Blackhawks, or the Leafs of the Canadians. And you knew, knew every player, you knew their stats, you knew everything about them. Uh, now it's so big that you can't keep track. And, you know, every once in a while I'll look at some of the game stats from other uh, from the other divisions, and I've never heard of most of these people. I just I've never heard of them. Um so it's kind of nice to to be back in a you know a six or seven team league as we are now, and uh, and we'll see where it uh, where it ends up. I mean it, it's very competitive, um, especially in the kind of top four teams, um, and who knows at this point you know they've written off they're kind of writing off the Senators and the Canucks, but I wouldn't write anybody off yet. No, that's for sure. Um, yeah, well. Heck, thanks for doing this, Peter. That's uh, it's it's actually nice to talk to you in person. We've kind of conversed on Twitter over the over yeah. the years, and uh, yeah, this is this is awesome. We're glad to hear that you're you're still uh, still doing the stuff you love to do, and you get to kind of do it at your own pace. That's kind of the best uh, the best thing I would think about about uh, post retirement is that you you still get to do stuff, but you can decide whether you want to do it or not. So that's. Uh, <laughs> and I do all my major work in the early morning. You know, I'm up at you know five thirty, six o'clock. The podcast is usually done by nine o'clock, and then I'm home free for the day. But um, I love doing it. It is fun, and I'll tell you, every day in some fashion, it reminds me of of Churchill because it's basically the same way I used to operate in Churchill. You know, more or less alone, especially on the odd hours, either late at night or early in the morning. You were the only one in the station during the day obviously there were more people around but um but it was fun and you uh, you knew your audience you know fairly intimately I, I remember the day i heard the day one day in churchill i decided and convinced the station that we should really join the modern era this was you know 1970 <laughs> i said you know those stations down south like ob and cky and the other ones were uh, had you know open line shows I said, we got to do an open line show here in Churchill. They've never had one. And so they said, well, you know, it's uh, tricky. You got to have a delay and all this. And we didn't have any of that technology. So we, we, we record the show and, and we take the tape, literally the tape and s- string it around the control, the control room, which was the, like the, the studio room. 
and to create a delay between the record head and the and the broadcast head it was nuts if anybody walked in it was snap the tape right now but anyway so we go on the air we go on and show's called words with peter mansbridge and it was at 8 30 in the morning we're gonna run from 8 30 to 9 i'll never forget the first day we get on there i go this is it we're in the big time open line show you can call here's the number we'll talk about anything you want to talk about blah 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 Nobody called. <laughs> it's not like they weren't that, that they were listening to something else because it's the only thing they could listen to in church was CHFC at that time, and they were all just too afraid to call because everybody knew everybody. Yeah, right. They did. There was no anonymity in calling. So by the second day, it was called words and music with Peter. <laughs> But eventually they started calling and we had a good time and some some real rocking shows where, uh, you know, we try to stir up a little controversy on, on something or other and people would end up phoning in. But that first day was something. I mean, I was begging. I was like begging people to call. Nothing. And, of course, the guy on the other side of the glass that was doing the controls was laughing his butt <laughs> off. He thought this was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah once again you know all the lines are free so if you want to get a hold like come on people let's go oh goodness that's, that's right. funny absolutely right on well this is awesome thanks again so much peter for this thanks joe it's been a treat right on you can listen to peter mansbridge on sirius xm canada talks he hosts the bridge weekdays at 11 a.m central time and every thursday at 4 p.m central he hosts a political panel show called good talk with familiar panelists chantelle bear Bruce Anderson, and more. Both programs are on Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167.
Hey, this is Sean Burns, and you're listening to the How Do You Do Review on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. All is well I've made my peace where highways never end Yesterday is a memory, today is just a friend Oh, the mountains and Mary Ann are calling me again And the red pines will bow their heads The rivers and the watersheds will swallow up my tears All is well I left the cold Midwestern towns behind There's a semi up the road ahead I'll take him in my time Oh, the hot blooded mountain love is calling me again. And the vagabond within me cries, the wind and rain might burn my eyes, but I won't feel the pain. For oh, the mountains and Marianne will greet me there as only she can do. As I swing up to the border of Bethlehem And the service station man agreed I didn't look too well But the mountains and Marianne are calling out to me And I got my bedroll on my back And everything that I could pack To see me on my way All is well I've made my peace and man, I'm feeling fine And the losers that I left behind I'll think about some other time For the bordermen were all my friends They couldn't find a dime And the prairie towns go sailing by Saskatchewan, there's mud in your eye I'm leaving you behind There'll be hot-blooded mountain love To satisfy my soul and the red pines will bow their heads The rivers and the watersheds will carry us along For the mountains and Marianne will greet me there as only she can do
all is well The foothills are coming into sight Today is just a memory, the future is tonight And the red pines will bow their heads The rivers and the watersheds will carry us along And the mountains and Marianne will greet me there as only she can do Get down. 
There's three songs for Peter. While we were off the air, I asked him if I could play anything for him, and he mentioned that he was a fan of Van Morrison, the band, Gordon Lightfoot, and the Tragically Hip, of course, and who could forget that powerful interview that he did with his good friend Gord Downey not long before he passed away. Lightfoot, the Hip, and Peter Mansbridge, definitely ingrained in Canadiana and right in our wheelhouse here on the show. So we were able to hit two birds with one stone right off the hop. That was the band featuring Van Morrison playing my favorite Van tune. That one's called Caravan, and that's from perhaps the greatest concert of all time, I'm sure I've said it before, The Last Waltz, and that album was released in 1978. Before that was The Mountains and Marianne by Gordon Lightfoot, and that's found on his album Did She Mention My Name, which came out in 1968. Hey, that's the same year that Cook and Country was broadcast, and the same year that Peter moved to Churchill. How topical! On the vinyl album, that song is spelt differently. On the label of the record, it's spelt M-A-R-I-O-N. And on the back cover, it says M-A-R-Y-A-N-N. A mystery. I should write him a letter and ask him which Marianne it is. I find that written letters have a better chance of being read these days, because... Honestly, who gets excited about emails? I'd rather get a letter, that's all I'm saying. And starting that set was The Tragically Hip and Train Overnight. That comes from a great record released almost 21 years ago now. Wow. The album is called Music at Work, and I bought that album the week that I graduated from high school. Ooh, time is flying on by. The song I played there captures the magic of overnight train travel, I think, and if there's a community that knows anything about overnight train travel, it's Churchill. Outside the train overnight, floodlights on inexorable sights. That's it for the program today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It sure does mean a lot. Thank you to Peter Mansbridge for joining me today and telling us about his start here in Churchill. Like I mentioned, you can find him on Sirius XM Canada Talks and his daily show, The Bridge, 
is available as a podcast as well. The How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg and was recorded here in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our good friends at CHMR 93.5 FM in St. John's, Newfoundland. You can check us out online at howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com and on our Facebook page. The show is also available as a podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Podbean. If you're in Winnipeg, check us next. And if you're in Newfoundland, stay tuned for the Blind Lemon Blues. Here's Corb Lund and the Hurt and Albertans with Ian Tyson to take us out. This one's called The Rodeo's Over. Have a great week, everybody. The rodeo's over The folks have gone home And the cowboys are all down the road Well, boys, it was a good Kicked a hole in the sky And even them rank ones got rode It was as wild as they come And it was almighty western And none of us thought it could end The finish it did With a bang and a whisper now I must leave you, my friend We may do it again In some future season But somehow it won't be the same Cause our draws, they'll be different And our injuries will heal Likely weather will change So take from the lessons And be glad for the memories Of the days that we rode in the sun Cause after today There ain't no man can claim have us a good run And I'll meet you out there in the vastness somewhere I swear it, but first I must rest The rodeo's over, the folks have gone home And the cowboys are all down the road